0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're continuing our study of the book of Nehemiah. We're gonna be in chapters three and four. And as we've learned, Nehemiah has come back from the exile. The temple is rebuilt. The word of God has been restored by Ezra. And now Nehemiah has been stirred by the Lord to come back and rebuild the walls so that Jerusalem, the city of God, and the people of God are protected and have an identity. So, uh, yesterday we learned about his walk around the city at night to survey things. And one of the questions behind this entire study of Nehemiah that we're raising is what is God calling you? What is God calling me to do? that's great for his name, for the sake of his kingdom." And so we want to keep that fresh in our minds. We're going to just look now. The the rebuilding project has begun, and it's all hands on deck. Nehemiah has got all kinds of people working in all kinds of places on different things. If you could picture, the picture I have in my mind is the wall of Jerusalem has been knocked down and destroyed when the temple was destroyed. And so many of the pieces of the wall, the stones, the bricks, whatever they were, are still very much there, but they're just kind of in a pile of rubble, and it sounds like they're taking. Taking those bricks and stones and reassembling them to build the wall up high and firm so that the place is protected. So we're going to look at chapter 3, verse 28 through 32, then look at a couple sections in chapter four to just get a glimpse of what's going on here. Above the horse gate, the priests repaired, each one opposite his own house. After them, Zadok, the son of Immer repaired opposite his own house. And after him, Shemaiah the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, repaired. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shel- Shelemiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zaleph, repaired another section. After him, Meshelam, the son of Berechiah, repaired opposite his chamber. After him, Malkaijo one of the goldsmiths, repaired as far as the house of the temple, servants, and of the merchants, opposite the muster gate, into the upper chamber of the corner. And it goes on. That's just one little section that describes that these people are, are repairing this wall section by section by section. And in many cases, Nehemiah has told them to repair the section that's in front of where they live or near they live. Keep that in mind. Let's look at Nehemiah 4. Remember, there's opposition to this, Sambalat and Tobiah. But when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were being closed, they were very angry. And they all plotted together to come fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. And we prayed to our God and set a guard as protection against them day and night. Let's jump down to verse 21 through 23 of chapter four. So we labored at the work. Half of them held spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at the time, let every man and his servant pass the night within Jerusalem, that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I nor... My brothers, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me. None of us took our clothes off. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. What a fascinating scene. You should really read all of chapters three and four to get a full glimpse of it. But here's a few things that I want to pull out. Number one, you've got all hands on deck here, everybody fixing things uh, according to their gifts, according to where they're at and what they have expertise in. It reminds me of what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 12. He says in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 12, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ for in one spirit we were baptized into the body jews greeks slave and free and all were made to drink of one spirit if you jump up to chapter verse four it says this now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit there are varieties of service but the same lord and there are varieties of activities but it is the same god who empowers them in everyone to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good so God has set this up so that the kingdom of God, if we want to talk about what what do we want to do that's great for the name of God and for the cause of his kingdom, we need to understand that we are all part of a body that is working on the same project. So this wall in Jerusalem in Nehemiah is kind of a metaphor for the body of Christ. We've got this project and that is to advance the kingdom and each one of us has different jobs, different roles in each location. And uh, what a great picture as God has equipped each of us to play a slightly different role. Here's another thing I want to pull out of that. I love that Nehemiah puts these guys to work in many cases right in front of their own house. And why is that? Well, it's convenient. They don't have to spend half their day walking across town to the work project. Uh, It's, it's, where they live. So they have an interest in where they live being protected. And and so we could apply this in our own way to our work in the kingdom of God. Where has God planted you? Where has God planted me? What networks has he put us in? Where has he given us influence that's just right under our own noses? And maybe as we try to discern what he's called us to that's great for his name and great for the cause of his kingdom, we ought to be looking at things that are just right in front of us. That doesn't mean he's not going to call us to a completely different place. He might, but there's probably plenty of stuff for us to do right under our own noses for the the sake of his name and for the cause of his kingdom. Finally, I think it's important to account for opposition and to equip people to, de- to defend against enemies. This is amazing. Samblit and Tobiah and the Arabs, they're all upset and they take up arms. They actually try to fight Nehemiah and the people building the wall. They're trying to take him out. So it says in a different part of the scripture that we didn't read that these guys, like half of them, were carrying spears while the other half were working. And then it sounds like they would switch so that they were protected. They needed to—and then if, if a fight broke out over here, they would sound a horn, and everybody would go fight that fight over there and beat down the enemy, and then they would get back to work. Uh, we can't be naive or Pollyannish to think that there won't be opposition, and we can't be so weak in the stomach that we don't account for the fact that within the body of Christ, there need to be people who are specifically equipped to defend against enemies, and that might be— Uh, Something that we don't like to think about, it might be a little bit uncomfortable, it might not be politically correct or socially acceptable, but that is a reality. So back to this question, what great things is God calling you to do for his name and for the cause of his kingdom? I don't know, but hopefully studying this gives you a clearer picture. Lord, would you show us what you want us to do? And would you equip us? Would you give us a passion? Would you stir in our hearts like you did Nehemiah? And would you use us collectively like you did the people in Jerusalem to rebuild the wall so that we could be part of advancing your kingdom according to the gifts, the abilities, the the callings that you've given each of us, that your name would be glorified and that Christ would be made known. We pray it in his name. Amen.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry.